Poor Thomas. <laughs> what a rap. Poor Thomas, you know, you show up to one meeting and you, you miss one meeting. The next thing you know, for 2,000 years, you're a doubter. Unbelievable. How many people, no missing mass, will call you names. Honest to goodness, this poor man has gotten a terrible rap. Literally, Thomas is one of the greatest apostles the church has ever known. And Thomas was alive as a follower of Jesus Christ. We don't know where he was. He was probably cutting the grass. But the fact of the matter is, he wasn't there. And because he wasn't there, when his brothers and sisters came to him and said, you're not going to believe this. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. We saw him. He walked right through that locked door. And then he came and he showed us his hands and his side. And then he talked to us. Yeah, right. Now, who's crazy here? Thomas or the 11? The 11 are crazy. They're crazy with faith because they've seen the Lord Jesus Christ risen. But they're nuts. Let's be honest. What they're saying to Thomas is impossible. It's not just crazy. It's impossible. Let me ask you this. If someone had said to you, if you had seen a friend murdered on a cross, died, you saw them take him down, then they wrapped him and they put him in a tomb and he was there for three days undisturbed, would you believe it if someone told you that he got up, rolled away the stone and left and rose? No, I wouldn't. Poor Thomas. All he's doing is getting stuck with his intellect. Even though we all know because he followed him for three years that he loved the Lord. Are you kidding me? Risen from the dead? That's impossible. Let's talk about doubt. Let's talk about your doubt and my doubt. Because we all have them, don't we? We are all doubting people in our faith. No matter how grand your faith, how saintly your life, and how close you are to our Lord Jesus Christ, doubt is a human reality. And that's why it is given to us today on this Divine Mercy Sunday. To a little bit let us off the hook that we don't have to somehow be imperfect if there are things that we doubt. My goodness, my brothers and sisters, we as Catholics, as followers of Jesus Christ, he asks a lot of us, turning bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ, the real body and blood of Jesus Christ, not a symbol, the real, yeah, okay, that one's easy. But you know, we as Catholics focus so much on the Eucharist, as we should, source and summit of our faith, that that's where we, I think, spend most of our introspection. That's where we ask God, please give me the faith to believe that this is actually, this miracle is actually happening each time the high priest confects the Eucharist with your Holy Spirit. Please give me that faith. We're taught that when we're this big, all nearly dead. It's something we focus on. But here, my brothers and sisters, is something I want to bring to you only because, only because the gospel calls for it. I am not here to pick on you today. I will put myself first in line. 
in any of these accusations. You know, it is said that people do not appreciate the quality of of their doctor until they fully understand how sick they really are. And my brothers and sisters, you and I are sick with sin. And what is absolutely appalling to me, myself, because of my own behavior, is that I can believe what I believe and still so willingly sin. And my brothers and sisters, it is clear in the Word of God, and it's stated by Jesus Christ himself, and he's the guy who rolled the stone out of the way and rose from the dead, right? So that makes him God, and that makes what he said truth. For no one will enter the kingdom of heaven who does not keep my Father's commandments. So let me ruin your day. Anybody here have a God above God the Father? Like your own pride? Like your money? Like your power in your career? Are your children more important than God himself? There's a good start. If that's true, and that's unconfessed, hell. Yeah, I said it in the Catholic Church. Hell. Condemned to hell. You know, I want you to know something. When I was in seminary, they taught us something. The road to hell is paved with the skulls of deacons, priests, and bishops who will not tell the truth. I didn't pick today's gospel, but I'm going to preach it. My brothers and sisters, these sins that you and I are so good at, so okay with, have to go out of our lives. The Jews so much fully, fuller, fully, they had a grasp on what sin really was. In their life, they couldn't escape it, and there was no redemption. And they were just dying to be able to be right with God. And so this idea of a Messiah, a Savior, a Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice was just overwhelmingly cool to them because they understood how sick they were. And the doctor was perfect. We're sick. How often do you and I run another person's reputation down? How often do you and I lie? How often do you and I steal from our expense reports? I hate bringing that one up. It's only because I've stolen from mine. It's one that I can remember. You know, maybe it was five bucks. Theft. Theft. Adultery? Well, I'm fine with adultery until Jesus opened his mouth and said, even to look and to think is adultery. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to hell. Anybody here nervous? Anybody feel in trouble? We need to. We will not see the kingdom of God. Yet but for him and his divine mercy. This is so true that in today's gospel, Jesus establishes the sacrament of reconciliation. And he says the very first, how important is it? The very first thing he says to his followers is peace be with you. 
Now, my brothers, here's something really powerful that will change the world. Go and forgive sins. For the sins that you forgive are forgiven, and those that you retain are retained. Wow! The most important thing he mentioned to them was to heal his people from sin. And if you and I are operating in a life where we accept just a certain amount of sin in our life because it's not too visible, and it just doesn't seem so bad, that's unbelievable. That's acting as if we are not a follower of Christ. You talk about doubting, doubting Thomases. What about doubting us? If we truly believed God's word on sin, we would be lining up by the thousands for the sacrament of confession. For Jesus Christ gave us high priests. Here's one of them right here. Father Kevin. He's going to confect the Eucharist. I love this. He tells me this every once in a while. I said, how's your week? He goes, I'm, I'm doing really good. I said, what have you been doing? He goes, I've been, I've been consecrating the Eucharist and slaying sin. Good priest. Absolutely. And Satan's going, ah! That's a priest. Consecrating and slaying sin. My brothers and sisters, we have to understand that just by coming to Mass, we are not assured of heaven. This is a sacrament to give us grace and to sustain us, and to, to take in the Eucharist so that we might become stronger. But if you and I are okay with sin, Christ will not let us come into the kingdom of heaven. If you and I do not repent, and if you and I do not say, Lord God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and mean it, and then live the rest of your life as if you were a follower of Christ, just like Thomas, when he got it, today is our wake-up call. When, when he got it, he touched those hands in the side, and he, what'd he do? He got out like, he goes, my Lord, my God. That's it. Have I had and I am my Lord and my God moment? Have you? Do we realize how ill we are, how much at risk we are? My brothers and sisters, the beauty of this Divine Mercy Sunday is God is, came down to this earth to open the gates of heaven to show us how to live so that you and I could repent, that we might have the sacrament of reconciliation to be able to be free from our sin by our own confession, by our own humility, and then receive his sacrament of his body and blood, sustain ourselves so you and I will follow him. And so our lives look totally like him, or at least much more so than they do look like us. I think my blood pressure is getting high. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. We have such a beautifully loving, merciful God. Let's you and I not screw up so bad as to be okay with the sin in our lives. Let's fight it like a dog. Let's beat it with a stick. Let's put it in its place in the sacrament of reconciliation. Coming to confession, Our Lady of Mount Carmel is already a long line, but my brothers and sisters, there's only 100 people there. It should be 14,000. Let's convert. And on this Divine Mercy Sunday, let's proclaim Him as our Lord and our God. Amen? I gotta go sit down.
May God continue to bless you.